Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the mostly free state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact us, you can email the show at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on Gab and Gitter, as well as facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info and you'll find my books, our affiliate sponsor Pro and Water Filters, Patreon for behind the scenes videos. Please go and check that out. You'll also find our free show archive with links to all of the different podcast and radio players where you can listen to the show even if you're not a subscriber, though you do have to deal with some of those pesky, annoying monetized advertisements. If you want to get rid of those, though, Go to the website, subscribe to the show archive, get access to all the shows, all the montages, all my digital books, which I think is worth the cost in and of itself. And you'll get access to the show earlier in the day when the show is pre-recorded. You'll also get access to the private RSS feed so you can take that feed. You don't have to listen on the website, plug it into your podcast player. That's what I do on my phone. And then you can listen to the show anytime anywhere without those monetized ads. So there's a way to do that. If you subscribe, you get that private RSS feed. www.thesecretteachings.info And again, that email, if you'd like to email us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Now, last night on the broadcast, we talked about Elon Musk buying Twitter. And uh, I got some good feedback from the show. I had a few people message me and they gave me some some different perspectives on things, things that I, I probably should have incorporated into the show, but I I got really caught up on the the way in which we politicize everything. But when I started to think about it after the show, I realized that there's more here than just an objective analysis and a psychological analysis of how people handle themselves on social media, how the mainstream media handles itself, and how we apparently find it very difficult as as a civilization, as a species, as a culture, to think without immediately finding bias uh, within our little collectivized groups, which I guess is a very natural thing. I, I, I feel it's a very natural thing to to be part of a, of, of a small collective, a uh, small group of people that think the same, that kind of look the same. I mean, that's it's tribalism. And, you know, you, you would think, hopefully, that in the 21st century, we could have gotten away from tribalism, but we, we, we basically just made tribalism look nicer. We've made tribalism look better. It's cleaner. It's, it's kind of shiny now. Tribalism is the color of our tie, it's the, the symbol that we have around our neck to show people what God we worship. It's the color of our hair and how thick our glasses are that apparently determine sexual preference or who you're going to vote for. 
It's just it's a it's modern tribalism is what it is. But there's a whole nother angle to this chirping and this tweeting from the left right paradigm. And when I did the show last night, I thought I'm kind of embarrassed talking about Twitter. If, if I'm being frank with you, I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, I don't want to talk about it, but it's a it's a big story. It's a really big story. It's not just that the right suddenly loves Elon Musk, despite his belief in climate change and universal basic income, and that the left suddenly loathes him for even suggesting that the most influential social media base might actually be allowed to have open discourse on it without censorship and without bots, that everybody could speak freely on the public forum. Kind of reminds me of uh, The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Hate, 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 hate. Loathe entirely. I think that's what the left is looking at Elon Musk like. Well, they're looking at all the right. Hate, 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 Elon Musk. Loathe entirely. But I think it's just a big game. You know, it's it's harder to blame the right, which has been a victim to Google, YouTube, Twitter, and other platforms, you know, for things like shadow banning, censoring, blocking, and driving down search results for their content. Although it might actually be pretty simple to understand why the left is upset. They're going to lose their perceived positions of petty power as arbiters of digital reality, where they can openly harass, threaten, and tamper with elections. If there's actual restrictions on that in a public forum, they might not be able to do that anymore. But this is much more than, than just that. There's a whole undercurrent of spiritual, of psychological, of symbolic, of, of, of subconscious, and the list goes on and on and on, of esoteric, of occult elements and themes here that need to be broken down and digested. And I feel that you are only going to get that here on The Secret Teachings. A brief recap is in order before we can get to that, though. A lot of journalists have, of course, claimed that a rich man owning social media is a danger to democracy. It's a laughable claim when the newspaper reporting this is owned by the second wealthiest man in the world, Jeff Bezos. The Washington Post published that. Another journalist claimed that Elon Musk doesn't like free speech because in a criticism on Twitter of Elon Musk, this journalist found his account blocked. These people don't understand what democracy is, let alone what free speech is. Or they're quite content with the idea of democracy being an echo chamber of hive mind drone-like hordes of zombies that vote blue no matter who. And believe me, there are plenty of people that vote red no matter who. But for, you know, for free speech, they honestly believe everybody can talk unless they question the official narrative, unless their opposition says something that they don't like, or just simply being perceived as opposition means you don't get to speak. Now, if you think of, of this whole public square idea, if someone says something in public that you don't like, you can walk away and not listen. There's a difference between simply walking away as opposed to being carried off in handcuffs and banned from ever entering the public square again because someone didn't like that you didn't listen to them or someone didn't like what you had to say. There's a big difference. People need to learn that. Some news outlets have even claimed that Twitter will become totally lawless with no regulation or restriction because they built a straw man and then burned it to the ground in the name of honest reporting. That was CNN. We played the clip last night. I'm not going to 
damage your eardrums playing more of this MSNBC, CNN stuff. I, I can't listen to it. But what I think they're really scared of is not being able to. I, I've said it, you know, already tonight. They're not. They're not able. To, they're not going to be able to harass people, threaten people, bully people, dox people, and tamper with elections. If there becomes an honest set of rules that applies to all users, which there will, there will be rules. Nobody. Why is, Why do people think it's going to be lawless? All they can do is gaslight and manipulate public opinion before anything even happens on Twitter. And this is a whole new universe for me. This is a whole new world for me. I could be singing a whole new world because I've never been active on social media. I post my show on Facebook. I tried Gab. I can't post on there. I tried Gitter. I don't know how the algorithm works. Twitter's working a little bit better for me. I've got like 40 followers overnight, so that's cool. TST underscore underscore radio. Be nice to have a following on a platform that doesn't censor. But I say that just because, you know, I'm a radio host and I need something to communicate to an audience through. A lot of people have brought this up to me, though. I've, I've gotten like three different people that brought this up to me. So if you're one of the people, you're not the only one. Other people ask me this. We did a show probably a year and a half, two years ago now. Maybe, I don't know. It, it had to have been two years ago, I think. It, it was a while ago. It's called the hundredth or hundred flowers. How there's a hundred or hundredth flower president. And I talked about what the hundred flowers campaign was. The hundred flowers campaign was in China. It's in like the fifties or the sixties. If you look it up online, you can read about it. And it was a uh, it was a campaign that was introduced by the Communist Party in the late nineteen fifties in China. And it encouraged citizens to openly express their opinions of the Communist Party. You can imagine that didn't work out too well for the people that expressed their criticisms of the Communist Party. So the whole point of the, of the campaign was people were encouraged to say what they thought of, of Mao and to say what they thought of the Communist Party and to say what they thought of what the, the Communist Party of China was doing to the economy, to the culture, to the people, etc. And people at first were scared. They were like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Wait a minute. P- people are being beaten to death on the street. People are having their wives raped in front of them and their kids, you know, stolen. People are having their all their items, you know, that the, all the things they own taken from them to put them into collectives. I don't trust that somebody wants me to give my opinion. This is suspicious. So people eventually were encouraged to do it. And then the state used that information to target the individuals who gave the criticism, even though they said, no, 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 there's not got to be any retaliation. Oh, there was retaliation. Some people got their skulls crushed by the jackbooted Gestapo fascist communists. The 100 Flowers president, I just looked it up, July 13th, 2020, the show is in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. And I've had several listeners refer to it. I'm glad that you guys remember some of these old shows. And it was, it was a show basically about Donald Trump not being a good guy or a bad guy per se, but that Donald Trump was essentially the 100 Flowers president. It allowed for the state to find individual free thinkers who didn't agree with the status quo to isolate them, to hunt them down, 
and to get rid of them. Culturally, socially, and in some cases, put them in jail as political prisoners. A couple of listeners said that they think Elon Musk might have bought Twitter for the same reason. That it's really a hundred flowers Twitter to seek out dissidents of the official narrative and political order. I feel the need to, to address that because I feel that it's something we did not talk about last night. And in recapping briefly here, the, the entire show last night, everything I've, I've just told you in the last 15 minutes is, is basically a recap of last night's show. But I actually, I scared myself where my research went for tonight's broadcast. I mean, if you don't know what I do here, I, I literally research things every day. I get an idea. I, I, I do a little bit of research. I'm blessed that I have a memory that I can actually, I don't always have to go to a book or go to the internet. I can remember a lot of things that I don't, I don't have to go research again. So I get these ideas, I put them together, and I start thinking, what's a good show name? What's a good show theme? What's a good show angle? Because I want to bring you something different. I don't want to bring you the same thing you're going to hear on a thousand other radio shows. I want to bring you something different. And different is difficult when you don't fit into the left-right paradigm you don't fit into a religious paradigm. You're not an atheist. It's, it, it can be difficult, especially when you're into the paranormal and parapsychology and parapolitics, but people in those groups tend to lean one way or another, and then they don't like your other views, so they don't care what you have to say. It's not a complaint. I'm just saying that bringing a different angle is, is difficult to promote when everybody is, is in these echo chambers on the left, right, in the paranormal, and ufology is a giant echo chamber. It's, it's kind of sickening, actually. But, um, you know, maybe Elon Musk isn't trying to free the Internet. Maybe he's not trying to let white supremacists have a voice. Maybe, maybe he's not, um, which is a very laughable thing. Maybe he's not trying to censor political candidates, as MSNBC said. Maybe he's not really a good guy or a bad guy. Do you ever consider that? you ever consider that Elon Musk maybe isn't a good guy? Maybe he isn't a bad guy. I mean, has the left considered maybe he's not a bad guy? Has the right considered maybe he's not a good guy? Maybe he's neither. Maybe he's just a guy. Maybe he's just a businessman. Maybe Elon Musk is more concerned with the user base and the data that it brings. There are hundreds of millions of users on Twitter, minus the bots. It's about 200 million. And much of our country here in the States receives their information, their news from the platform, usually before it reaches news feeds anywhere else. Some people not only get their news, but their entire education from platforms like Twitter. They don't call it YouTube University for nothing. Some people literally are informed and educated through social media, which is a little bit of a terrifying prospect for generation after generation. Having sound bites in textual form, short videos, short audio clips, all these things to satisfy short attention spans and burned out senses and nervous systems allows for something that few people, I think, have thought about. I've thought about it. I know some of you have thought about it. If we took a Twitter account, just take a, a hypothetical Twitter account with thousands or hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions, of posts and followers, we have a direct link to that person's mind and thought patterns. Now, based on such information, algorithms could be used to determine what that person is going to post before they post it. Remember when Amazon said 
They want to ship you a product before you buy it. Look that article up. Amazon wants to ship you a product before you buy it. The way that they can do that is through algorithms based on previous purchases. They have this whole foundational, artificial, synthetic version of your mind. They can also watch your eyes through the camera to see what you look at. And based on past purchases, based on reoccurring purchases, they have enough information to determine what you're going to do next. It's not only Amazon. This is how the algorithm works. It's not just saying something in the vicinity of a phone and now you get advertisements for it. This is literally a company able to determine your next move, your next purchase, based on previous behaviors. There's also something called the Sentient World Simulation at Purdue University. It's at Purdue University Synthetic Environment for Analysis and Simulations Laboratory, running with a constant process of information. So it has all this data being dumped into it. And it's looking for behavior patterns, and it produces a, a running, uh, continuous, updated mirror model of the real world. And that can be used to produce and evaluate future events and courses of action. This is exactly what I felt that QAnon was, a self-organizing collective intelligence gathering information that can be utilized in feeding users what they want to hear which in turn feeds new information into the system that continues to grow from these interactions. I think that's what QAnon was. I think that's what a lot of these, um, these things are on the Internet. And, uh, you know, some of you might remember the NQTEL conference. The NQTEL conference with, uh, I believe it was David Petraeus, if I remember that correctly, former CIA director. And uh, in March... In 2012, this conference uh, very close to Arlington, Virginia, where the CIA headquarters is, they, they talked about computers and how the current Internet of PCs, this is a quote, this is actually David Petraeus, the CIA, saying this, the current Internet of PCs will move, of course, toward an Internet of things, of devices of all types, 50 to 100 billion of which will be connected to the Internet by 2020. As you know, whereas machines in the 19th century learned to do and those in the 20th century learned to think at a rudimentary level, in the 21st century, they are learning to perceive, to actually sense and respond, end quote. He also goes on to discuss nanotechnology and, quote, items of interest to be located, identified, monitored, and remotely controlled through technologies such as radio frequency identification sensor networks, end quote, that are tiny embedded servers and energy harvesters all connected to the next generation internet using abundant low-cost and high-power computing. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about flying microchips, smart dust, and things like that. The the integrating all of this into the, the the organic system, merging the two together. So look at that Twitter account again: thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of posts and followers. It's a direct link into a person's mind. It's a direct link into their thought patterns. Now, if you link up millions of such accounts. That allows for a simulation to be organized in order to determine how all these people react in a digital ecosystem with all their information. And therefore, 
It allows for the predicting of complex behaviors within both the digital and physical public squares. Now do you see what's happening? It's actually quite convenient that the man attempting to link the brain to computers, who recently saw many of his test subject monkeys die, I think they euthanized most of them, with the Neuralink system, now owns the most awesome information propaganda machine on the planet. I actually heard uh, the movie Network in my head when I was, I was <laughs> just, just now. And when the largest corporation in the world owns the most awesome GD propaganda machine, who knows what will be made up for truth on this network. It's actually kind of difficult to think of the acquisition of Twitter as anything more than an episode of The Twilight Zone, really. I mean, in other words, maybe Elon Musk cares about free speech. Maybe he doesn't. Again, he's really not a bad guy or a good guy. He, he, he's very coldly calculating in what he's doing, though. It's very machine-like. What he might actually be concerned with more is serving man. Perhaps he does mean to allow free discussion. But isn't that the irony in and of itself? By allowing more and more people to communicate, he can gather more and more information. Whether it's for the hundred flowers campaign, if you will, as some suggest, or if it's for his own algorithm. Sure, he desires to allow free speech to flourish in a democracy, so he wants to serve man. But we shouldn't forget to ask if he intends to serve us in fear of our power as the people or serve us to an alien oligarchy. I mean, here's a guy who wants not only to microchip the entire population and connect their brains to a hive mind, which is something Google has been at the forefront of, but provide kiosks for little kids to get microchipped. He also wants to flood the sky with a satellite grid or a net that would literally be a Skynet. This would then allow connecting that which is above with that which is below the hive mind, creating a digital sub-reality, arguably far more terrifying and comprehensive than anything the metaverse has done so far. Do you get the picture yet? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There is a lot more where that came from. I think you're going to be impressed Maybe a little bit spooked. Definitely get a pen and a pencil and a piece of paper and take some notes tonight. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com Please take a moment. Leave us a review on the podcast radio players. Please buy a copy of one of my books. Please subscribe to our archive. It's the only thing that keeps us on air Monday through Friday and allows me to do this research. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The music, white, bad audio. There's more after this. Stay with us. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from davidike.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. You know, maybe maybe Elon Musk, maybe he really wants a free discussion on the, on the internet. I don't know. But I think that's really the irony of all of this. By allowing more and more people to communicate, you can gather more and more information. He might desire free speech to flourish in a democracy, so he does really want to serve man, but maybe he wants to serve us in a different way. We can't forget to ask the question if he intends to serve us in fear of our power as the people or serve us to an alien oligarchy. I mean, we have a guy here who wants to microchip the entire population, connect their brains to a hive mind. He wants to have kiosks at either the mall or other locations to get kids microchipped. He wants to flood the sky with a satellite grid or a net that would literally be a sky net which would allow the connecting of that which is above with that which is below the hive mind creating a digital sub-reality arguably more terrifying than anything the metaverse has done. And that digital sub-reality is also being built by companies like Samsung with their 6G technology, which is a digital realm where there are copies of people and places from the physical world replicated into the digital world. And in order to do that, you need a lot of information and you need a lot of energy. Platforms like Twitter 
provide both. Now, I don't think tonight's show really has much to do with Elon Musk as a as a human so much as it has to do with Elon Musk as a symbol. And I don't think that there's some conspiracy here. In fact, somebody on, on Twitter, my first uh, Twitter comment, uh, somebody on Twitter said that, uh, you know, all of our data has been feeding the artificial intelligence for decades. It's not even a secret. And I said, you know, to this woman, I said, who, who said it's a secret? that's not the issue here. The issue is people think Elon Musk cares about free speech or he wants to let white supremacists talk. I think that these two contrary opposing issues on the spectrum of the left-right paradigm miss the point. It's not a left-right issue. It's not a right-left issue. It's not even an issue of free speech. In fact, the issue that some have with free speech is contrary to the possible reasoning that Musk wants once free speech, sure, democracy, but also to gather more information on more users for more control. Every post, every chirp, every like, and every retweet contributes to a mental vacancy as people become lost in the scroll, hypnotized by the screen and application. I mean, if you want to replicate people and places into a digital environment, you have to scan those physical places. You have to scan and acquire data on those people. And then you can replicate them into a digital environment. To do so, you would need an immense amount of energy and information. And again, Twitter provides both. And it does so in a physical and esoteric capacity. You know that Elon Musk wants to unveil his Optimus robot within the next year. He said maybe by the end of this year. Connecting the brain to a computer and connecting those computers to a satellite grid and then integrating biological humanity into a siliconographing system will surely involve a process of transhumanist integration, cyborgs, and robots. With all that information on Twitter, Elon would very easily be able to increase the power of artificial intelligence going into his machines, and he'd be able to do it overnight. When people say that to me, oh, the AI has been fed with our information for decades. This is not a new thing. No, it's not a new thing, and it's not a secret thing. That's not the point. The point is Elon Musk buying Twitter has nothing to do with the left or the right. And although he might believe in free speech, it actually works to his benefit, and it might actually be contrary to the reason people are happy about free speech being allowed, because it allows for more people to talk, more information to be acquired. I want you to strap in for this, because you can go verify this for yourself. In the last week, All of the following has occurred. According to Tesla, the robots known as Optimus will use autonomous vehicle artificial intelligence. As of August 21st, this was last year, Musk jokingly said that the product should be available by 2022. That's this year. He said, quote, but not right now because this robot doesn't work. So last year in August, The robot did not work. 
They could not get the artificial intelligence to work within the robot. Okay, so they're 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 a few months uh, behind what they are now. Fast forward to now, and suddenly everything is is changing. Less than a year after Musk said that the robot doesn't work in August of 2021, everything changed in April of 2022. In the month of April, Elon invested in Twitter, was talked about as being placed on the board, and then decided to outright buy the company. That was announced April 25th. Just four days before, though, four days before he bought the company, in a Q1, a quarter one, 2022 earnings call for Tesla, the billionaire said he was, quote, surprised that people did not realize the magnitude of the Optimus robot program, end quote. He added, quote, those who are insightful or listen carefully will understand the Optimus ultimately will be worth more than the car business, worth more than full self-driving cars. He said, that's my firm belief. Here is a clip of Elon Musk reportedly from the Tesla Q1 earnings call talking about the Optimus robot. I was surprised that people did not realize the the magnitude of the Optimus robot program. Um, this, the, the importance of Optimus will become apparent in the coming years. Uh, those who are insightful or look, listen carefully uh, will understand that Optimus ultimately will be worth more than the car business, worth more than FSD. So that's Elon Musk at the Q1 earnings call for Tesla. 2021, the Optimus robot was not ready. The AI that they were using from their cars was not fully integrated and was not where they wanted it to be. Now, the AI for the cars has been updated. They have updates for them. It's not advanced dramatically, though. Something changed with the Optimus robot, because in the last handful of months, after Musk said the robot wasn't ready, suddenly, in the quarter one 2022 earning call for Tesla, that all changed, and the robot is essentially ready. So that's one year ago, the robot wasn't ready, and then suddenly, right before purchasing Twitter, the robot is ready to go, and it's going to be better than even the algorithms and AI running the Tesla cars. You see what's happening here? Neuralink also began looking to fill positions a few weeks ago, early 2022, for a clinical trials director and a clinical trials coordinator. According to Tesla Adi, Tesla Rati, or Tesla Rati, I think is how you pronounce it. It's a website, teslarati.com, a leading publisher of news on Elon Musk's businesses. Quote, the company is still on track for human trials by the end of 2022. Neuralink is hiring directors and coordinators so that they can begin experimenting on humans with the Neuralink system. Elon Musk confirmed this in a tweet on April 24th, 24 hours before he purchased officially Twitter. In other words... Simplified terms, a day before Elon Musk bought Twitter, he announced that the Neuralink system, which links the brain to a computer, was now going to be tested on humans very, very soon. 
likely before the end of the end of the year. Now, for those of you following along, the earnings call about Optimus was on April 21st. The confirmation of Neuralink testing on humans was on April 24th, and the purchase of Twitter was on April 25th. That all happened this last week. But it gets more disturbing. The same day Elon Musk officially purchased Twitter, Hawaiian Airlines announced that they would be offering free high-speed internet. Maybe it doesn't sound related to you. But do you know where they're getting the internet from? Starlink. This came immediately after a semi-private regional carrier called JSX announced it would be the first ever airline to use Starlink satellites on in-flight Wi-Fi. So they ordered a bunch of the systems. Hawaiian Airlines CEO said, quote, We waited until technology caught up with our high standards for guest experience, but it will be worth the wait. So, yes, Elon Musk bought Twitter, but what I don't think anybody literally anywhere is talking about, I have not found anybody discussing this, four days before he bought Twitter, he announced the Optimus is going to be ready, hopefully by the end of the year. And the reason it'll be ready is because the AI is ready to be fully integrated into the Optimus system. They need a little bit more time, but something changed in the last year. Something changed in the last two weeks. Musk acquired the largest, most influential social media platform in the world, and he wants to open it up for free discussion. Maybe he really does believe in free speech, but it also provides him with limitless data. And the more people that use it, the more data that he has, the more that the AI can be programmed, and the better the Optimus robot will function. This is not a conspiracy theory. And like the lady on Twitter who said, it's not even a secret they're taking data for AI. That's not the point. The point is, look what Musk is doing. It's not a conspiracy. He's not good or bad. He's coldly calculating, and he's building his business, and he's building his robot, and he needs the information. And I can't emphasize enough, this does not mean Elon Musk is a bad guy. It doesn't mean he's a good guy either. It just means he's, he's a businessman. He sees things and he wants to accomplish them and he's going to accomplish them and he's doing so in a coldly calculating machine-like manner. He's not a bad guy. He's just doing what he desires or what he needs to do. The Optimus robot is pretty much ready to go. It's funny because the Optimus robot is, is, is humanoid. And so they need AI that's not just good for driving cars, but AI that's good, that's based on algorithms of, 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 and data of humans that's good enough to make the Optimus robot human-like. That is one hell of a capital coincidence. If Musk did not think of this or have anything to do with this or plan this, it's one hell of a capital coincidence that he acquires Twitter with all that data. And then suddenly the humanoid robot, which needed a little bit more programming and a little bit more information from humans, suddenly is ready to go. And then on the 24th, Neuralink, Elon Musk confirmed, will begin testing on humans, brain-computer interfaces, Within the next few months, that will also assist in the development of these AI systems and his Starlink system for free internet goes online as soon as Hawaiian Airlines and JSX 
announce that um, you know they've they've got they're they're ordering the, the technology to put this to equip their planes with it, and they're going to have the free internet service to everybody. So it's technically already active. They're just getting the the tech in order to in order to access it. So I don't know about you, but I find that to be utterly fascinating. The possible integration of Twitter into Neuralink, Starlink, and the Optimus robot is a terrifying reality that few are discussing since they're more concerned with either losing their arbiter status on social media or they're concerned with some kind of free speech returning to the platform. That's a mundane conversation that we had last night, and I had no intention of discussing this subject again, but there's much more here than a left-right paradigm. With Elon buying Twitter, he has access to unlimited information, an unlimited pull of data to program his AI, to program his, his Optimus robot. And while he might really honestly, truly, sincerely be interested in free speech, there is a, a very heavy implication that he's interested in the data more than anything else. And his actions are not malicious. They're not even necessarily harmful. They're just coldly calculating and almost machine-like. Of course, social media and our phones and our computers have been used to acquire our data to, to build the AI. Uh, that's across the board. That's everywhere. But I don't think we should be framing the issue of Elon Musk buying Twitter as an issue of, is Donald Trump going to be allowed back on? Because if he is, I'm leaving. Who cares? Elon Musk believes in free speech. Great, but you know what happens when free speech comes to Twitter? More people use it. He gets more information. The optimist gets smarter, literally and figuratively. And once we lift the veil and observe this undercurrent of universal energy, we can find it very interesting, at the least, that sigils actually confirm our speculation. Think of the, the Tesla symbol. What is the Tesla symbol? People have been asking me about this. I thought, let's throw this in the show. Tesla uses a symbol that looks like a T with an arc. Now, officially, before anybody says, Ryan, you're crazy, it's just a, I know, cross-section of an electric car engine. I, I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying the undercurrent of the cross-section of an electric car engine, the undercurrent is not mundane. That's probably exactly what it is, the cross-section of an electric car engine. But esoterically, it's something different. It's a tau cross T-A-U, it's a tau cross. In Hebrew, the T is tau, the letter T, which is what the Tesla symbol is. It's a T. It's the tau cross. And it represents synthesis and perfection. So just based on traditional definitions of the letter T, what it represents in Hebrew it represents synthesis and perfection. Now, what is synthesis? Synthesis is a combination of ideas to form a system. 
In Greek, the tau is the same symbol. It's still a T. But it means human body, human body, or human being, and it corresponds to our bellies. Now, you can find this in any symbol dictionary, in any occult text that focuses on symbols. In both Hebrew and Greek, the T, the letter T, is tau, the cross. In Hebrew, it represents synthesis, a combination of ideas and, and, and systems to create perfection. And in Greek, it's the same symbol. It means and represents the human being, and it corresponds to the belly. Now, what is the belly? Look up the word belly in a symbol dictionary. I did this last night to confirm it, because this is my area of expertise. So, like, this is the stuff that I thrive on. This is the stuff that I live on. And a lot of this, I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so, so blessed that I can remember this stuff without having to always go search for it. But sometimes I need confirmation. So I go search for it. And I'm always stunned that it confirms that, that, that which I was thinking. And so I went to look it up, and well, the, the word belly in a, uh, in a symbol dictionary is the place in which transmutation or transformation occurs. In other words, the belly is the place of synthesis. The belly is the place of, 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 of change. So in Hebrew, the T is tau and represents synthesis, the merging of two things and perfection, or the merging of two things into perfection. And in Greek, it's the same symbol, but it means human being and it corresponds to the belly. Now, this symbol, this tau cross symbol, and there's all kinds of crosses. The, there's the, the stigmata cross of Jerusalem, which is the, the five crosses, the, you know, the wounds of Christ big cross in the middle, another cross in each of the quadrants. There's the Teutonic cross of the Templars. There's the cross of Lorraine, which is a double-barred cross. There's the Leviathan cross. There's the swastika, which is a bent cross, or the Sonnenrod. There's a, a traditional Latin cross, which is a lowercase t. It's the active and passive forces merging together. Just a couple of lines, but it has, I mean, enough... There's enough information in those two lines to, to literally write a, an entire essay or an entire book on it, which I've actually thought about doing before. I just don't have time. Then you also have the, the Celtic cross with the sun rising behind it. I mean, there's, there's, like, there's endless crosses. Uh, there's, there's, there's a runic cross. I think it's like Nauts, Nauts or Nauthis or something like that. I don't, don't remember that one by, by memory, but every, it's all across. The, the wheel of the year is across, cross sections of, of the sky, and the, it, it, it's all the same symbol. And, and the cross, of course, is not only a Christian symbol. It's a symbol of, of many gods and goddesses throughout, throughout history. I mean, Orpheus, uh, Odin, who was crucified on the world tree, the Teu cross in particular, though, is very popular in ancient Sumeria, Rome, and Greece. It was a symbol of Tammuz in Sumer. Tammuz is basically our, our little bow and arrow friend that we meet on Valentine's Day. He's basically the, the little guy with the bow and arrow and of the great hunter, Nimrod. And then you have in Rome, Mithra, or Mithras, 
sun god slayed the bull. I actually have a statue of him here on my desk. He slays the bull. The blood drops down. It creates flowers in spring. The sacrifice brings new life. That's the metaphor. Same imagery can be found in, in Hindu mythology. The licking up of the blood by the goddess because the blood droplets otherwise spawn demons on the earth. It's very similar. This is all in my book, Occult Arcana, by the way. And this all relates to the Tesla T logo, the symbol. There's a lot to this. I'm just trying to give you the, the, the ultra basics so that we can go into to the more complex issues of this. In Egypt, the cross was also very well known. The cross was seen as a Teu cross, which is that basically if you don't know what the Tesla logo looks like or you don't know what a Teu cross is, it's an uppercase T. Latin cross is lowercase. The Teu cross is uppercase. So you have the upper cross, uh, the, the upper bar on the, on the T. Now that cross, if you add a, a circle to the top, it becomes the Ankh or the Crux Ansata. And that's an Egyptian word that means life bestowing. Life bestowing. So you'll see different Egyptian gods and goddesses carrying that symbol. It's not just the goddesses that bring life of the water, of birth, of the moon. It's also the gods. Anubis carries it. Osiris, of course, carries it, god of resurrection and rebirth. So the cross, not just from Christian mythos, but from pretty much every culture on this planet, every religion on this planet, the cross is a synthesis of active and passive forces, male, female, black, white, etc., merging the two together to create a new form synthesis and perfection transforming in the belly merging humans with something else humans the physical gross matter merged with the soul spirit to create life kind of see what we're getting at here from egypt to the rest of the world it's a symbol of blood sacrifice rebirth and resurrection it's also seen as a gateway where there's a cross, there's also a crossroads where one would summon the devil. And that is the gateway to other worlds, other dimensions. When combining the two lines of the cross, the active and passive forces, the merging of the two opposite things, the opposing forces, obtains a state of perfection through transmutation, which occurs in the belly. The Greek correspondence of Tau to the belly is fitting because of this. It's not just transformation in general, but it's a transmutative thing. It's a mixture of two forces that confirms with the symbolism of the cross in general as the synthesis of the active and passive principle. I actually took that out of a, a symbol dictionary. It confirms, quote, the symbolism of the cross when you mix these two forces in general, as the synthesis of the active and passive principle. What does that have to do with Tesla? What does that have to do with Elon Musk buying Twitter and acquiring all this information, potentially for Optimus, for his robot? On the earnings call on the 21st, they announced that, well, the robot is pretty much ready. wasn't ready last year, but it's pretty much ready now, four days before he officially bought Twitter. And then on the 24th, he confirmed Neuralink, brain-computer interface is now going to be tested on humans by the end of the year, and space satellites are going to beam 
internet to airlines, Hawaiian Airlines and JSX, regional, uh, semi-private regional carrier. That began on the 25th. They announced that the day he bought Twitter. All this information, all this data available to feed the AI systems, merging the active and passive principles, merging man and machine, the cross of Tesla. I'm going to tell you more about that in the next hour, along with what the blue bird means of Twitter. It all comes together in a bizarre and strange synchronistic crescendo. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. There's so much more after this. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Uh, I was surprised that people did not realize the, the magnitude of the Optimus robot program. Um, this, the importance of Optimus will become apparent in the coming years. Uh, those who are insightful or look, listen carefully uh, will understand that Optimus ultimately will be worth more than the car business. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. 
You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Knight from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. In the free show archive on the many radio and podcast players. If you are listening there, please leave us a review. Let other people know and us what you think of the show. If you'd like to get rid of the monetized ads... In the free archive, you can always subscribe to our full show archive with montages, digital copies of my books, early access to the show when it is pre-recorded, and a private RSS feed to plug into your radio or podcast player so you can listen without the ads, but you still have a direct link to the show. You can also find my books on the website, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos, and find us on Gab Gitter, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, which we use the most. And now on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. I got banned from Twitter a long time ago, and I thought it might be fun just to create an account and look to see what's happening in the Twitter universe. And I felt that I should do that before I do a show on Elon Musk buying Twitter. Looking at how this is not a left-right issue. It's not just that the right suddenly loves Elon Musk, despite that he believes in climate change and universal basic incomes. It's not that the left suddenly loathes him for suggesting that social media might actually be allowed to exist as a true public forum with free speech. It's not about any of that. Maybe as some listeners have pointed out, it's more like a Hundred Flowers campaign, which was a 1950s social experiment in communist China encouraging citizens to levy criticism against the government in order to find dissidents of the official narrative and political order. But maybe Elon Musk really isn't trying to free the Internet. Maybe he's trying to do something else. And I don't think that he's good or bad. I think that he's coldly calculating and I think that he is almost machine-like. I think Elon Musk is concerned about the user base and the data that owning Twitter brings. There are hundreds of millions of users on Twitter minus all the bots. Most people receive their news. Most people receive even their education from platforms like Twitter. All the sound bites, short videos, all the text, all the things that satisfy our short attention spans and our burned out senses and nervous systems. If we take a single Twitter account with thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of posts and followers, we have a direct link into that person's mind and thought patterns 
and the shortening of the text, the limiting of the text, makes it easier to cut the fat off of the thought process and truly isolate what that person really thinks. It's like getting rid of the background noise by simplifying everything to a certain number of characters. And based on this information of the individual, algorithms, could be, they could be used to determine what that person's going to do before they do it or before they post it. I've had more than one person now say to me, Ryan, that's, that's not revelatory. I never said that it was revelatory. I had a few people on Twitter say, hey, Ryan, you know that, um, you know that these algorithms, they're always feeding the AI, right? And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I understand that concept. I'm not a dunce. I get that. That's not the point. That's not the point at all, even a little bit. The point is, this is not a left-right political issue. The, the, the point is, maybe Elon Musk cares about free speech. Uh, the point is, I don't care about any of that. What I care about is that Elon Musk, on the 21st of April, in a Q1 2022 earnings call for Tesla, announced that the Optimus robot is pretty much ready. And what I care about is that a year ago, that robot was not necessarily ready. That robot, according to Elon Musk, in his own words, that robot was was not ready to go. He said it, quote, doesn't work in August of 2021. April 21st, that's the date I have, by the way. Either way, the, the, the call was like a week ago. So it was 20, 20, 20th, 21st. I, I got the date of the 21st. That's what I saw. And uh, this was actually posted by uh, CNET he- uh, Highlights, which is a you know, tech website. This is a clip from the Q1 earnings call where Tesla, or Elon Musk, announced that the Optimus robot is, is big. And it's... It's going to be bigger than cars. Uh, I was surprised that people did not realize the, the magnitude of the Optimus robot program. Um, this, the, the importance of Optimus will become apparent in the coming years. Uh, those who are insightful or looking, listen carefully uh, will understand that Optimus ultimately will be worth more than the car business worth more than FSD. So the Optimus robot. We've talked about Optimus before, and I don't think it's gotten any attention in regards to Elon Musk buying Twitter, but on April 21st, the Optimus robot is ready to go. What what the issue here is, if you can call it an issue, what the concern is here, if you can call it a concern, what the interesting point is here, and I will call it an interesting point, is that a year ago, the AI was not ready. It was too much like the AI being used in cars. Now, although Tesla cars have been you know, updated since then, the, 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 the technology, it, it is not grown exponentially to be used in, in the form of a robot 
that is very humanoid and that will act as as a human. So when you look at this robot suddenly ready to go after it didn't work last year and it's announced literally hours before Musk officially buys Twitter. Obviously, there were you know days before that where the, the, the offer was made and the filings were made and there was discussion of this. Basically, they're announcing the robot's about ready, the AI's about ready, it's more advanced now, and uh, by the way, we're buying Twitter. So in less than a year, everything changed. And just, just a few days uh, after that announcement, on the 24th, Musk confirmed that Neuralink will begin human testing by the end of the year. And then the next day, Twitter is officially bought. And the same day that Twitter is officially bought, Hawaiian Airlines, big airline, begins their deal with Elon Musk to provide Starlink internet service to all of their planes, along with JSX, which is a small semi-private regional carrier. They announced it first, then Hawaiian Airlines said, hey, we're going to do this. And the CEO of Hawaiian Airlines said, we're waiting for the technology to catch up to our high standards for guest experience. It'll be worth the wait. So that, to me, is the issue. And there's a complexity here that cannot be reduced to the left-right paradigm, cannot be reduced to the good and the bad, cannot be reduced to a sound bite or a clip or a small amount of text on Twitter. It's more complex than that. Nobody said it was revelatory that there's AI being used uh, in combination with all the data from social media. I mean, in Elon Musk, you have a guy who wants to microchip the population, put a grid or a net of satellites in the sky, a Skynet, wants to put microchips in the brains of children, and to connect the Neuralink with the Starlink, allowing for a connection to be made between that which is above and that which is below to create a hive mind and a digital sub-reality far worse than getting groped in the metaverse. And this is a guy who alludes to himself as not being from planet Earth, which is kind of funny, kind of ironic, kind of spooky, but also maybe he's just joking around. But he does want to take us to Mars, right? He does want to take us to Mars. And as a famous book, Project Mars, a technical tale, famously warns us, if we read it, we should beware of the Elon because the Elon was the leader of a group of aliens on Mars. That's not a joke. That's a, a, a real book. You type that in, Project Mars, a technical tale, and you can look at the description of the book. You can see that it was written by Werner von Braun, the doctor who founded NASA, and he wrote that in uh, 1949. Elon was the leader of these aliens on Mars. That's that's just kind of strange. This is also a guy, Elon Musk, who jokingly said he was trying to emulate humans on Saturday Night Live, right? And, I mean, obviously, some writer wrote that, probably, and they're like, hey, people think that, like, you have, you've got social anxiety or you don't look right when you're talking to people. I mean, say that you're emulating human and that'll go along with the little alien stick that you have and that's that's kind of funny. 
right? And so he says, I'm emulating human. And everybody laughs and, and thinks it's funny. And okay, we we move on from that. But I mean, you put all this other stuff together. It's, I mean, maybe, maybe Elon Musk is emulating free speech. I mean, it's maybe he's trying to emulate patriotism to get your data. And that might be a threat to one political party and a godsend to another, but both may be the victim of a larger deception. So it's not a light, a, a light issue. It's not a, a right issue. It's not a left issue. It's a very heavy issue. And it doesn't fall under the spectrum of politics. It doesn't fall into the spectrum of a, of a, of a short amount of text on Twitter where someone says, hey, you know that they've been using algorithms for a long... Yeah, I know they've been using algorithms. What do you think? Hey, people simplify it. They go, like, I'm stupid. I, I get that they're using algorithms. That's the, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. And the timeline is a bigger point. It's not an issue of the left, right? It's not an issue of free speech. This is, is not even about, uh, you know, letting people speak freely to, to, to promote democracy. It's about gathering more information on users. And whether it's for a 100 Flowers campaign, which I don't feel that's the case, I feel that it's about accessing information to feed the AI to build the new Optimus robot to its perfection. Every post, every chirp, every like, every retweet, everything contributes to the mental vacancy of the people, lost in the scroll, hypnotized by the black mirror, black goose screen and application. Where every day you feel a little bit less human, a little bit less uh, full. And as you feel a little bit less human, you realize something's being taken from you. What is being taken from you? Well, we have to investigate further to find that out. So in less than a year... Elon invests in Twitter four days before the announcement is made that he is going to buy the company. He said that the Optimus robot program is going to be bigger than self-driving cars, and they announced that Optimus is essentially ready to go. The AI is better now. It's going to be better by the end of this year. So one year before the robot was not ready, then suddenly right before purchasing Twitter, the robot's ready to go and it's going to be better than all, you know, all the things they had before, the algorithms and the AI running the Tesla cars. Then Neuralink begins looking for positions of clinical trial directors, clinical trial coordinators, and according to teslarati.com, a leading publisher of news on Elon Musk and his businesses, the company is on track for human trials by the end of 2022. And Musk even confirmed that himself on Twitter on April 24th a day before he bought Twitter. For those of you following along, that means the earnings call was on the 21st. Neuralink announced, and Musk confirmed it, that there's going to be testing on humans on April 24th, purchase of Twitter on the 25th, and then Starlink essentially activates, or at least companies uh, choose to make a deal with uh, Starlink for internet access. So you have to ask the question, is this about integrating Twitter into Neuralink, Starlink, and Optimus? Is this about connecting the brain and the body to the machine? While Elon might actually be interested in free speech, I mean, I honestly think that he might be. There's a very heavy implication that he's interested in the data more than anything else. And his actions are not malicious. They're not good or bad. They're not harmful. They're just coldly calculating like a machine. And once we lift the veil and observe the undercurrent of universal energy, we find a lot of really interesting things. For example, the Tesla T, 
Yes, it is the cross-section of an electric car engine. In the mundane, that's probably exactly what it is, but it's something more than that. And it's, it's also red. It's a red tea, which is even more interesting because the color red is usually associated with crosses for esoteric, biblical, theological reasons, the blood cross, etc., the rose cross, etc. In Hebrew, the T is tau, T-A-U, and it represents synthesis, the merging of two things, and perfection, or synthesis into perfection. In Greek, it's the same symbol, but it means human being, and it corresponds to the belly. The belly is where we have transformation and transmutation, where we have synthesis and perfection, which is the outcome. Now, such a symbol is very popular all over the world. The cross of the, 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 the Celts, the Celtic cross, to the Knights Templar cross, the Hospitaller cross, the Jerusalem stigmata cross, the Leviathan cross, with the infinity symbol, the Lorraine cross, and it goes on and on and on, the Latin cross, lowercase t. In Egypt, the symbol is Ankh, or Crux Ansata, which is the life bestowing, so the cross gives life. When Mithra, who is greatly associated with the Teu cross, Mithra is a sun god, a Persian sun god that the Romans took as their own. They called him Mithra or Mithras with an S, M-I-T-H-R-A. He slays a bull in the myths. The bull is Taurus. The blood of the bull drops down and that creates spring in the world. So it's a sacrifice of the sun, S-U-N-S-O-N, if you will, the, the, the bull, Taurus, in astrology, to bring in uh, the, the new world, a new form, a new life. The cross gives life. From Egypt to the entire world, it's a symbol of blood sacrifice, rebirth, and resurrection. It's also a gateway. It's a gateway because it gives us somewhere to, to start on our journey, the ladder on the tree, to uh, 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 obtain our 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 uh, our divinity, uh, our our connection with Source, to to reconnect with Source. When you combine the two lines of the cross, both the active and passive forces, the merging of the two opposing things, obtain a state of perfection through transmutation, or a state of perfection through synthesis. That's why in Hebrew it means perfection and synthesis. In the Greek correspondence of Tau to the belly, it's very fitting because the belly is the center of transmutation and transformation. Now, if you mix these two forces together, go to a dictionary if you want to confirm what I'm saying. And a symbol dictionary will confirm that the, quote, symbolism of the cross in general as the synthesis of the active and passive principle identifies the mixture of these two forces and an equation that is alchemical that brings another force into existence through a spark, through electricity, through a bolt of lightning, as we've discussed on this show on a couple of different broadcasts relating to uh, comics and also relating to that Z on the Russian tanks. Remember that in the ghost of uh, Kiev, or the Holy Ghost of Kiev, as we called it, because Michael the Archangel, St. Michael the Archangel, is the patron of Kiev and Ukraine. 
and that statue was bleeding in Colorado. And remember all that in the Tamomo Namai in Japan, it's Baba Yaga and Slavic tradition and this battle between good and evil. We did a whole show on that. Now, as such, the cross is a force against stagnation and is therefore represented by the sword. The Z is also the sword. If you remember the Z or the Zion, which is the sword, the Z and the S is also seen as a serpent often. But the Z is a, a sword, just like the cross is also seen as a sword. And if you look at the Tesla logo, it kind of looks like a sword that can be pulled out of the stone and, and held upright. You know, I have the power. Musk has the power now. And that's what the Tesla logo mimics, I think. It mimics a sword. And both the cross and the sword are used against the armies of darkness, particularly against the stagnation of Arabaros, Leviathan, the great serpent that encloses the entire world with his body and consumes his own tail with his mouth. That brings darkness. The sword and the cross fight that great serpent. Now, if you tilt the traditional cross sideways, you, of course, get an X. X marks the spot, perhaps space X. The X itself is a combination of active and passive principles becoming active when combined with the circle, which is passive. The phallic, or the phallus, and the yonic, or the yoni energies unite with a spark of electricity to create a new life. The new life, of course, requires a spark or a bolt of electricity which draws a spirit or soul into the physical form. We call this orgasm with intercourse. Alchemists attempted to do this with things like uh, uh, chemical reactions and uh, even you know, Frankenstein's monster, electricity, bringing the, the stone man to life. They've attempted to do this artificially with the homunculus and other abominations of nature. Now, all of this might make even more sense when you consider that the Teu cross in a symbol dictionary is defined as a gateway, as I said, a gateway, 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 gateway. What is a gateway? Well, if the symbol represents synthesis, perfection, human beings, and the belly, which is a symbol of transmutation, then we have something very significant. Man and synthetics, not synthesis, but synthetics, man and synthetics... Neuralink, Starlink, the digital subreality, and the avatars of the Optimus robot with all the AI powered by the algorithm and the data of Twitter that Elon Musk now owns. Man and synthetics merged together into the belly of transformation in order to reach the synthesis of perfection. I think that's really what it's all about. Man and synthetics merged together into the belly of transmutation, transformation, in order to reach the synthesis, the merging, the completeness of perfection. In other words, merging men with machines and accomplishing such ends through artificial intelligence and algorithms that are able to learn from the immense amounts of data generated by the individual in order to create digital copies, digital replicas of the real world in a synthetic digital universe. A lot of people have been sharing a viral post about the X in SpaceX and uh, saying that it relates to the mark of the beast. 
and saying that uh, it relates to something called uh, uh, the sigil of Nodens. Now, I couldn't confirm any of this, but I did find the god Nodens because I've heard of the god Nodens before, or Nudens or Nodons. He's a really obscure god of Celtic origin, and his image is associated with healing, wealth, hunting the sea, and water. His name was later changed to, to Nud or Lud, which supposedly comes from a German word for catch or mist, which of course would be very appropriate if he were God of the sea or if he were God of the water, which would also equate him from the Celtic to the Greek and Roman, making him basically Poseidon. And Poseidon carries the trident. The trident is also on this, on, on this you know, crest of Kiev and Ukraine, which is interesting because there's possibly a universal connection there as well. Not the point of tonight's show, but there's the trident, there's Poseidon again. So Nodens, Nudens, Nud, or Lud, the word coming from Catcher Mist in German associating him even further with the sea and the water that he is already associated with. But it's his nickname that makes you think. His nickname, get ready for this, is God of the Abyss. Now, this is standard mythology. This isn't a viral post with no reference. This isn't just something randomly in a book somewhere You know that, that was written by Lovecraft. This is in standard mythology. And yes, <laughs> Nodens was used by Lovecraft, but he didn't come from Lovecraft. He came from the Celtic world originally. He is the god of the abyss. So Nodens, or Lud, is, is basically Cthulhu. He's the kraken, the tentacle monster, whatever you want to call him. Now, all of this may be the finding of patterns that aren't there. But it should be stated that not a single bit of this information needs to be viewed as good or evil. It just is. Perhaps the most interesting symbolism can be found in Twitter itself. The blue bird. Or just the bird. What is the bird? What does the Twitter symbol represent? Funny enough, the blue bird is explicitly mentioned in, in books on symbols, which is... I mean, talk about uh, universal energy drawing you from one thing to another. I think you're really going to be blown away by the next thing that I found about the Twitter logo having nothing to do with social media and everything to do with occultism and esoterica and ancient symbols and meanings. Stay with us. I'm going to share that with you after this break. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Check out my books. Subscribe to our archive. Find us on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. The music is White Bat Audio. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. your host Ryan Gable and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. You want to hear something scary, spooky, kind of weird? All day I've been trying to comment on some of the things people have said to me on Twitter and I have had a lot of trouble commenting on those things. Every time I try to comment and I have the same comment I've uh, been trying to post it all day, and from the first time I tried to post it, so it's not like spam, just the first time I tried to post it, Twitter said there was an error. And I thought maybe that's because I left my Twitter open on my computer for a little bit while I was promoting the show. 
And that's what led to the error. So I tried it again, error, tried it again, error, tried it again, error. Find it really, really disturbing that what I was trying to post was a response to people saying that it's no secret that algorithms and AI are being fed with our data on social media. So here's what I said in response to that. I said, nobody said it was a secret. The issue is not left, right, and Musk is not good or bad. Maybe he does want free speech ethically and to allow for more data generation. But now that Optimus is ready, with Neuralink and Starlink going active for the public, all likely to be fed by Twitter. And the original post was Tesla announces Optimus robot to be basically ready for the market with better AI, better than the cars, on April 21st. On the 24, uh, three days later, Musk confirmed Neuralink will begin human testing very soon by the end of the year. And on the 25th, not only did Hawaiian Airlines and JSX, a small little regional, semi-regional carrier, start to use the Starlink system, but Musk bought Twitter. And I said, Twitter user data may be used to feed the AI. I guess I can see what people have been saying. Like, of course, yeah, data has been used to feed AI, but that's not the point. The point is, Musk might be buying Twitter, might have purchased Twitter to get access to the information. And although he might be ethically concerned with free speech, it's likely that he's more concerned with his Starlink, Neuralink, and his Optimus robot, which he said in his own words would be bigger than the cars. I was surprised that people did not realize the, the magnitude of the Optimus robot program. Um, this, the, the importance of Optimus will become apparent in the coming years. Uh, those who are insightful or look, listen carefully uh, will understand that Optimus ultimately will be worth more than the car business. That was from the 21st of April. At least that's the date of this, this recording. 21st of April, published by one of these big tech websites. 21st of April, that's four days before Twitter was purchased. Now, if you think about Twitter, think about Tesla. I mean, now Musk owns Tesla, SpaceX, Starlink, you know, part of SpaceX, Neuralink, and Twitter. And what is Tesla, the T? Teu cross, the Teu cross that represents synthesis and perfection. In Hebrew and Greek, it is a human being. It is also representative of the belly. It represents a synthesis of two things, active and passive forces, or man and synthetics merged together into the belly of transformation in order to reach the synthesis of perfection. Merging of man with machines and accomplishing such ends through artificial intelligence and algorithms that are able to learn from the immense amounts of data generated by the individual in order to create digital replicas of the real world. There's a viral post going around social media as well about the X in SpaceX. And uh, to me, it doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. It's about uh, this sigil of of gods like Nodens, a Celtic god, and they say it's similar to the Mark of the Beast. And I mean, there's certainly, uh, you know, references to these things in literature, but uh, the god Nodens is a real god, very obscure god. He's associated with healing, 
hunting the sea and water. His name was later changed to Ludd, or Nud, N-U-D-D, or L-L-U-D, Ludd, which comes from the German word for catch or mist, associating him even more strongly with the ocean. But it's his nickname that's kind of strange. His nickname is God of the Abyss. And yes, he was used by Lovecraft, but that's not where his name or his image came from. A lot of people might think, oh, this is just finding patterns where there's no patterns. And maybe it is. Maybe I'm just delusional. Maybe I'm totally delusional. I want it to be very clear, though, that tonight's show is not meant to be revelatory in the sense that our data is being used to feed AI. That's old news. You know, we, we, we were saying that, we were telling you that before it became a common piece of information that people knew and shared before when I would say that it was a conspiracy theory. Oh, data's not being used. No one's watching you. Nobody's listening. Nobody's spying on you. None of that. So now it's just common knowledge. Everybody knows that. It's supposed to be revelatory to take our attention and focus off of what the left or the right think about Elon Musk buying Twitter and focus on Musk's business ventures and why it's likely he got Twitter into his portfolio so that he could use it to build the Optimus, to build the Neuralink, to build the Starlink, and connect all of them together in a digital synthesis to create the perfection of this utopian, transhumanist, AI-driven state. Think about Twitter and its symbol. Beyond the T for Tesla, beyond the X for SpaceX, Twitter is a platform that allows for short commentary, pictures, videos, etc. You all know that. But what it amounts to are small bits of data published several times a day or hour with all of the fat trimmed off. The fat is the lengthy posts that you can put on Facebook. All that's trimmed down. So you only get bits of data and you get the most important bits of data that people want to share. One might even feel trapped on Twitter. I mean, I can honestly say I felt trapped. I felt really trapped on Twitter. I felt like I couldn't post you know, what I really thought. I had to keep reducing. I've only tweeted like three or four times. But I had to keep reducing what I was saying because you have to keep it really, really short. And people will say, oh, it's because they want to keep it, you know, just it's a short platform to make it easier to communicate. Sure, but I think it, there's more than that. It trims off the fat of thought so you get the most important details. It's almost like reverse speech in a way. And you kind of feel trapped like you're in a birdcage. You know, I was thinking. Unable to fully express what you wish without abbreviation or oversimplification. And it's the blue bird of Twitter itself that in esoterica and in occultism has its own meaning. Before we can even get to the blue bird, we have to look at what the bird itself represents. The Egyptians found correspondence between the bird and the soul. I'm sure that most of you know this. They called it, do you remember what they called it? I used to get it confused, the, 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 the ka and the ba. They called the bird the ba, B-A. It often show like a pharaoh head on a bird body. Now, in alchemy, birds are a force of activation, and like fish, birds were originally phallic symbols and represented sublimation or synthesis. 
Now, if you look up the word sublimation, if you don't know what it means, it's very similar, if not you know, identical, to synthesis. Very, very similar, if not identical, to synthesis. Sublimation is the transition of a substance into another substance. So a solid into a gaseous state. But it's a, a sublimation, so it's the transition directly. So the solid into gas is a transition that occurs without there being a liquid state. Now when I read that, I double-checked in some of my esoteric books and occult dictionaries and all that just to make sure that it, it's what I thought it meant. It means that the bird, which the Egyptians saw as the soul, and alchemists saw as a force of activation, and traditionally is a phallic symbol that explicitly represents synthesis, which is what the cross, or the Teu cross, or more precisely the red Teu cross, which is the Tesla logo, this is precisely what that red Tesla cross represents in symbolism and in esoterica, in that language. Synthesis, merging two together. Opposites, active and passive. In context with our theme, it's man and machine, organic and synthetic. Sublimation goes a step further. If the bird is a symbol of sublimation, sublimation means changing from one state to another without passing through another state. Solid turns to gas without first turning to liquid. What does that mean? Well, that means man turns to machine without going through the necessary steps of spiritual growth and development to understand the consequences of what this transition ultimately means for the soul. Eternal physical life is eternal spiritual damnation. Now, over the centuries, the bird has become a symbol of angels and angelic forces. The bird is also a symbol of thoughts and imagination. Why do you think that the bird was chosen for Twitter? Because it represents your thoughts. And your thoughts, although they might be complex, you have passing thoughts, you have simple thoughts, you have thoughts that come through your head, they're ideas. They're ideas, they're thoughts. You can make them complex by considering on them but they are thoughts that are there. They are singular in a sense. And so when you go to Twitter and you tweet, you're simply putting down your thoughts, you're abbreviating, and you're reducing the complexity of the speech to cut off the fat and make it easier to get access to your most intimate thoughts and to your imagination. That's a terrifying concept. Now, the bird's color is also highly important, just like a cross. If you have a yellow cross, it means something different than a black cross or a red cross. A dictionary of symbols even addresses the symbol of Twitter. They don't call it Twitter. One of the symbol dictionaries I have is very old. It has nothing to do with Twitter or social media, but it has everything to do with the symbol that was chosen for Twitter. The dictionary I have by J.E. Surlot, which is a really good symbol dictionary, It's called a Dictionary of Symbols. It even addresses, quote, the blue bird. The blue bird. And says the blue bird represents a pure association of ideas. So think about that 
if it hasn't sunk in yet, the Egyptians found correspondence between the bird and the soul, or what they called the Ba. Baba Black Sheep, Baba Babylon. And alchemy birds are a force of activation. Babylon will become important in just a moment. And like fish, birds were originally phallic symbols that represented synthesis, like the red cross of Tesla. And that's not stretching. The red cross of the Tau literally is a symbol of synthesis, of merging two forces together, organic and synthetic, active and passive. The bird goes further. It's not just synthesis, it's also sublimation. And sublimation is a transition of one thing to another, transmutation. The Teu cross is a symbol that corresponds to the belly, directly and literally in Greek. The belly is the process facility in the body of transmutation in any standard symbol dictionary. So in Hebrew... The Red Cross of Tesla is literally the synthesis to create perfection. And the Greek Teu Cross means the same thing, but it corresponds to the whole human body and particularly to the center of the body in the belly where transmutation occurs. So it is a transmutation of the human body, synthesizing it with something else to create perfection. Now, when you look at Twitter, which Elon Musk now also owns, you have the bird, which is a force of activation to activate this process. On the 21st, Musk and Tesla announced that the Optimus robot, which was not working a year ago, suddenly is ready to work. And suddenly the AI is more advanced and even more advanced than the cars because they were using the car Tesla a Tesla car technology in the robot, but it wasn't advanced enough, so they've got this newer AI or more advanced AI that they can easily feed with Twitter. Of course, Twitter, Facebook, they use your data to feed the algorithm. That's not a new thing. But it's new that Twitter is now owned by Elon Musk, who four days before he bought it says Optimus is pretty much ready to go with new AI. And a few days after that, Neuralink is confirmed by Musk himself on Twitter to be moving into human stages, connecting the brain to computers. Once you connect the brain to computers, you can connect the computers to the satellite grid of Starlink from SpaceX, which on the 25th the day Musk bought Twitter, is suddenly activated by two airlines that want to use it for free internet on their flights. They're buying the technology they announced on the 25th. What are the chances of all of that? And the Blue Bird itself, even without Elon Musk involved in this, is a symbol of thought, and according to a really good dictionary I have on symbols, the blue bird, I didn't even look for this. I just literally, I swear to God in heaven, to Allah, to Osiris, to whomever. We're talking about Tammuz, Mithra, and uh, Atis earlier. These are three gods associated with the red Teu cross. I swear to Tammuz, I swear to Atis, I swear to Mithras. I literally opened the dictionary last night and I opened to the page that said birds. And I looked down and there it was, the blue bird. The blue bird. And it represents pure association of ideas. So Twitter is a platform for thoughts. Twitter is a platform for the pure association of ideas. I don't think they chose that symbol accidentally. And regardless of how much free speech is allowed on Twitter as a social platform, 
it is always going to be a haven of hatred like all others. Finding yourself restricted in the amount that you can publish again also feels like our thoughts are trapped in a cage, like a bird. Since imagination and thoughts are symbols of the bird, then it's our soul's expression that is trapped in the Twitterverse. It's our soul's expression because our soul is imagination. Our thoughts and imagination are the soul. In the Bluebird Twitterverse, our soul is trapped in the Twitterverse with these reductions that basically make us energetic sources that can be fed off of by the figurative Optimus robots that, according to Samsung, will control the 6G digital sub-reality, which they say will be run by machines, and it will be a merging of our, as Klaus Schwab said, biological and technological distinctiveness, which is not a quote from Star Trek, that's a quote from, from Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, merging organics with synthetics, connecting the brain to Neuralink, connecting Neuralink to Starlink. That's the digital subreality. And the robots like Optimus, fueled by the AI and the algorithm through now Twitter, the bluebird that Elon Musk owns with the Red Cross of Tesla, gives all the esoteric, all the occult, all the underlying, and all of the above current, all that energy and electricity to create something new. It's really interesting, a... A Bible verse, uh, Revelation 18.2. By the way, I had two people in the last two weeks uh, cancel their subscription. They had like a week or a month subscription to test it out, and they canceled it. And you know why they canceled it? One guy told me, he was nice, but he said, your show's a little bit too Christian. It's a little bit too fundamentalist for me. (laughs) I thought, this is not a fundamentalist Christian show, so I don't know what you're listening to. But the funny thing is, I had another guy cancel because he said, I love what you do. I'm still going to listen, but you don't have Jesus. And I thought, what? how can two people listen to the show? One people think I'm a fundamentalist Christian. The other person thinks I, 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 I don't have Jesus. <laughs> I don't get that. Maybe it's because I, I, I quote Bible verses. Here's Revelation 18.2. It tells of the fall of Babylon, and it describes our souls as birds. It says the following. Ba-ba Babylon. Doesn't say Baba, but Babylon, Baba the soul. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. That sounds an awful lot like Twitter, too, doesn't it? A cage of every unclean and hateful bird bird, the blue bird, a pure association of ideas and thoughts. Since our imagination and thoughts are symbols of the bird, then it's our soul's expression trapped in the Twitterverse, a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. The synthesis of organic and synthetic through data accumulation also relates to consciousness in general and scientific attempts to replicate it. According to the literature, we did a show on this somewhat recently. We actually called it, uh, I think it was called Optimus Man. or op- No, it was Optimus Prime. Uh, not like the, the robot from the TV show or from the comic. Optimus Prime. Uh, it was like Optimus Prime Man or o- Optimus Man Prime. Something like that. It was, like a, it was a play on Optimus from uh, Transformers. But we did a show on that. We talked about the, um, 
this article that came out from Science Direct and Interesting Engineering that said, live longer for 150 years in metaverse, but only if you are willing to permanently leave your physical body and become a living app. So I, I went back to that, that literature. And according to the literature, the process of uploading the mind is purely hypothetical. Can't upload the mind. This is also what my book, The Technological Elixir, is about. You can't upload the mind. You can copy it, though. It can only be copied, and then the original can be discarded. They have no use for the original. It's a simple statement. They can copy and then discard the original, but that's also a very, very, very evil statement because it means discarding the soul. Copy the imagination. Copy the ideas. Copies the th- copy the thoughts. Copy the, the thoughts, the imagination, and the pure association of ideas. Copy those things from the bluebird, if you will, soul, and then discard the original. Now, the process occurs through a separation of a person's consciousness from their body, wherein the data will be converted into a digital format and transferred as digital consciousness into the machine. That's not me saying it. That's what scientists are saying. That's how they're going to do it. They're going to separate a person's consciousness from their body. The data that they take from the original, which will be discarded, the data will be then converted into a digital format and transferred as digital consciousness into the machine. That's what Twitter, I believe, is going to be used for. It doesn't mean Elon Musk is a bad guy. It doesn't mean that he's a good guy. It doesn't mean that the fact that he's cold and calculating that he's evil. He might truly ethically, and I feel that he is interested in free speech, but it also feeds his business because now he has an unlimited amount of data in real time, a, a, a cultural driving force that, that you know, gets news out there even before the most mainstream uh, you know, news outlets. It's everything. That can be plugged into Optimus. Once Optimus is ready to go, the Neuralink starts this year. The Neuralink human trials they announced on the 24th of April, the day before he bought Twitter officially. A few days before he bought it, of course, Optimus was announced to pretty much be ready. I played you the clip of Elon Musk talking about it at the Q1 earnings uh, call for Tesla. And then on the 25th, Starlink goes active. The same day he bought Twitter. I mean, these are all easily individually verifiable stories that you can find from every source from Forbes to uh, there's a Tesla Rati, which is a website that follows Elon Musk and he, even his Twitter. His, he, tweet, he tweeted it that it's confirmed. Neuralink starts this year on the 24th. He said they're going to do human trials. So connect the brain to machines, connect the machines that your brain's connected to, to the satellites. That's the digital sub reality. And then through the information You power the AI system through the algorithms of the Optimus robot. The robot takes control, just like Samsung said it would with 6G by 2030. The robot runs this digital world. Humans are plugged into it, and then they exist in a metaverse or a Twitterverse where the information that they pump into it in little bits of data, little sound bites, little tiny clips, little tiny pieces of information are expressions of their souls trapped in the Twitterverse their souls trapped in these artificial connections, these synthetic cages, which Revelation 18.2 said, Babylon is a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. This is 
Babylon. The soul in Egypt was known as the Ba. And since imagination and thought are symbols of the bird, of the pure expression, the blue bird represents pure expression and ideas. The bird itself is thought patterns. And since imagination and thoughts are symbols of the bird, it's the soul's expression that is trapped in the Twitterverse. And it is the soul that will be discarded once it is copied. And there is a separation achieved between the person's consciousness and their body, wherein all the data is converted into digital form and transferred as digital consciousness into the machine. And then there becomes digital replicas in this digital environment of people, places, and things. That's Samsung saying that. As an article from Science Times relates, this is a quote, and it just crescendos all of it. Are you ready for this? Science Times reports, in terms of extending your life through the metaverse, quote, the last step is matching the consciousness to a substrate, like a metaverse. Or, and this was the last thing I found right before the show tonight, and I thought, there's no way. This is synchronicity to the extreme. The last step is matching the consciousness to a substrate, like a metaverse, or into a network of artificial brains connected. Hello, Twitter. Another option, they say, quote, another option is Musk's Optimus humanoid robot, wherein the physical robot would act as the new physical body of a person. Another option is Musk's Optimus robot, wherein the physical robot would act as the new physical body of a person. So the red cross is synthesis transformation, the merging of two things into perfection in Hebrew and Greek. It is the human body merging and the belly, the process facility of transformation, merging together to create perfection. And the sublimation, sublimation transfers one to another, one state to another without anything in the middle, so solid to gas without a liquid state. So that middle state is ignored. There's just an immediate transition. That's what the bird represents, the ba. The bird is a thought. The blue bird in particular, according to a dictionary of symbols, is pure association of ideas. And since the imagination and our thoughts are symbols of the bird, it's our soul's expression that is trapped in the Twitter verse. As Revelation 18.2 tells us, a cage of every unclean and every hateful bird. Sounds a lot like Twitter. And according to the literature, the process of uploading the mind is hypothetical. It can only be copied and then the original discarded. The process occurs through a separation of a person's consciousness from their body, wherein the data will be converted into a digital format and transferred as digital consciousness into the machine. And the last step in this process is matching the consciousness with a metaverse, a digital network, a Twitterverse or into a network of artificial brains connected. Or another option, says Science Times, is, quote, Musk's Optimus humanoid robot, wherein the physical robot would act as the new physical body of a person. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Ten years on air, five, six years professional. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. 
I'm just getting into the social media world, so that's why we don't have a huge following. But for those of you out here who listen to the show every night, every day, every morning, every afternoon, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for buying a book. Thank you for subscribing. Please, if you haven't already, grab a copy of one of the books. Subscribe to the archive. You get the monetized free show, the montages, the private RSS feed, and access to the show before it airs when it's pre-recorded. Plus, you get a free copy of one of my books when you subscribe for one year. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com I do believe this is the real meaning and purpose behind all the mundane conversations about what's been turned into such a political subject. It is much more complex than that. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast.